really interesting as I have looked through my life, God's God's light <laughs> has shone amidst all of it. I look and I see when I look back on my parents' marriage, and I look back on things in light of everything that went down. I was like, okay, it wasn't the best marriage. Okay. I guess I didn't have this or I didn't have that, but God's just so gracious and faithful to shine his light, to reveal his heart, to bring us in and shining his light even in, even amidst that time, I tell you what, like there was a 10 year, a 10 year divorce process between him and my mom um, and learning all these different things. And God continued to be faithful and caring for my mom. My mom said the day she found out to my sister and I, we're not going to become bitter from this. We're going to become better. And she was, she, my mom is just, thank God for my mom. She's a woman after his heart. She loves his presence. She finds, Jesus is her everything. And she truly leaned on him through the whole process and seeing God shine. And people to this day, when she talks about what happened and everything, they're like, I've never met a divorcee that could talk about their spouse that way with such forgiveness and freedom. And she truly like has allowed God to do that work in her heart and like, and literally is shining his light in that process. You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Stories show listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And welcome to my episode 82, Robin's God's Shining Light Through It All, God's Story. Thank you for listening to my podcast that is part of the Spark Media Network and can also be heard on the Edify app. And friends, I hope your June has started out well. You know, I always love new months. And I pray that you may prosper this month in all things and that your June is filled with answered prayers, unexpected miracles, progress, and success. And friends, I also wanted to share something very exciting. The Altered Story Show is climbing the Apple Podcast charts now with our South Africa listeners. Wow. Thank you, listeners in South Africa, and go God. Now, friends, it's time to get this show started, and I am super excited to bring to the mic a very special guest, Robin Ryan McDonald. I was introduced to Robin through Christine McAllister, also known as the Queen of Podcast Guesting. Thank you, Christine, for the love. And Robin, friends, is a Southern California native. She's a faith-based holistic health coach, proud mom and wife with a passion for supporting and empowering Jesus-loving women to have the energy and vitality to live out their calling. Now, isn't that amazing? Friends, she also has a seminary background and education in integrated nutrition. Man, that's cool. And she loves to help women ditch, who I like this too, chronic dieting and disease for holistic health and wellness. So let's get to know her better. Hello, Robin. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well. Hello, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me on. It's truly, truly an honor. Well, I would just love to know if there's anything else you'd like to share about yourself on a personal note that I haven't. That was a fantastic intro. I super appreciate it. I think the other thing that I just fun details, I've got a little guy, he's two and a half. I've got baby number two on the way. So those are the little, little delights of my life. Um, I've been married to my husband. We're going to be seven years in a couple of weeks. I'm obsessed with him. He's just the most wonderful man. Talk about, I could do a whole God story on just getting to be with him. He's phenomenal. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm really grateful for my family. And, um, I think those are some of the, some of the core things about me that keep me occupied, at least (laughs) outside of living out my passion for supporting women with their health. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, gal, you look amazing, you know, for healthy, you know, I know you've got a little one coming in what you said, six to seven weeks. Yeah. I'm 34 weeks as of this last Saturday. Wow. You feeling okay? Great. Feeling good. Good. Praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm, I, you know, Robin, you and I talked before, you know, we, um, decided to go forward and have you on the show. And, you know, I love sharing Christian women's transformational God stories, and you're going to be sharing your God stories, God story. (laughs) You have many God stories, but we're going to have you share your God story with the audience. And I would love to know, you know, from your perspective, why you think it's important for people to share their God stories. Uh, you know, I just would like to get your perspective. I ask my guests these, this question all the time, but it's always fun to get different perspectives. Yeah. I mean, one of the most powerful ways to reveal God is to give testimony to what he's done and, you know, I think I'm personally, I, I eat up anything that is just like inspirational or hearing what, you know, God has done. I get goosebumps even just saying that of just being able to testify to his goodness, his faithfulness, his provision, meeting us in our hardest places. And it only affirms and gives weight to the reality of his presence. Um, so I think what you're doing is so phenomenal, so necessary, so powerful in expanding the kingdom and expanding our hearts and minds to what's possible in encountering and experiencing God. Yes, I love that. And thank you for sharing your opinion and perspective on that. And so Robin, you know, why don't you share with us where your God's shining light through it all God's story began? Well, it all started. (laughs) Um, I think we do get to go uh, pretty far back. There's a couple components of my life I want to weave through. And, um, you know, I I grew up in a Christian home. I was what one would probably consider a (laughs) goody-goody, just always trying to do the right thing. Major, I think it's kind of a firstborn thing, maybe also just part of the way I am, but major desire to please, um, do the right thing, 
high achiever in terms of, you know, getting good grades, playing sports, pursuing student government, all the things like just kind of that, that kid, um, had loving parents. Um, actually my dad was a pastor for the first four years of my life. So I don't really consider myself a PK cause it was like so short term, so early on, but my parents, they met at church, they did you know ministry together. Their church was um, lasted for about ten years before, um, unfortunately, it, it it closed down. Um, so everything was was good as as far as I knew. I was you know had the best parents, best family dynamic. All was well. All was good in the neighborhood. Status. <laughs> um, I had friends you know that would look at our family and think man, like you guys have it made, like, you know, and I was like, yeah, we do. Like, I'm so grateful. So fast forward to 2011. Um, I was a junior, I think I was a junior in college and without getting into all the details, but basically my perfect thought of what my family was what, um, I guess marriage was and all the different things of what I had grown up in kind of shattered a little bit. I received a call from my sister in hysterics that she had basically found that my dad was being unfaithful to my mom. And again, like we, I'm, I'm, I, I kid you not, like as far as I knew, like I I thought my parents had a great marriage. I thought that everything was good. And so it was extremely shocking um, and really, really difficult to deal with. And it was also really difficult in the way that my sister found out, um, really difficult in what how my mom eventually found out, which she didn't find out for a couple of weeks later. And I what ended up happening from there, um, one in that initial season where I first found that out, I met God in one of the most powerful ways I ever have. Um, I was so sad and devastated. And at the same time, I felt like God filled me up with his grace and presence, like never before. And being able to just have such a heart of grace towards my dad and also seeing his brokenness and past and how he ended up there. I just feel like that was God's grace to give me that insight and to give me that capacity as the firstborn. I definitely went into the, like, I'm responsible for everybody and all the things and was trying to be there for my sister and my mom. And, um, unfortunately the aftermath of everything left my mom in a very compromised financial state. And in turn, my sister and I, and we had been in, you know, upper middle class, like never had to worry about anything financial wise. Um, and one of the biggest things that I really started to see and realize with my dad, like I said, was his past. The sad thing is it kind of ended up like <laughs> unfolding into this, like, <laughs> like a Mexican soap opera and how things it's like, that was just piece one. Um, and so come to find that there wasn't just one person, there had been multiple and eventually landed on this one lady girl, um, who was I think seven years older than me, who he ended up 
marrying. Um, and that was really difficult in and of itself. A few years later, find out they had a couple kids. My dad was literally 20 years older than her. Um, so I have a couple of half siblings, three and five years old. <laughs> so all of that, it just kind of kept going and going. And then there was that side of things from an emotional standpoint of like, how could he make these decisions? Like, how did we go from this perfect family that my dad was a pastor? We were, we never missed a Sunday at church. Like, you know, this is who we are to this. And then also the way my mom was left, like, is she going to be able to pay her rent? Like I personally, like, I didn't want her to feel like she had to worry about me. I was living off of a youth pastor salary, um, thousand bucks a month. The God again is just, you know what? One of the things he just showed up so powerfully in his provision. My mom, like she, it was literally miraculous the way she was able to stay afloat and continue to pay her bills and whatnot. He was absolutely the breadwinner. He stopped giving any and all money. Like he didn't respond to anything regarding the divorce process or anything like that. Like just kind of shut himself off. He ended up, Oh, and the lady that he married was from Mexico and he moved to Mexico and was there the whole time. So just another like random added to it. Um, but it, um, yeah, it, it really was very challenging, but I guess one of the biggest things I want to say with that and how that applies to me and what I'm doing is seeing my dad as somebody who also, I, I share a lot of heart and a lot of, of, um, personality with my dad. He also was a very high achiever. He also wanted to like, just do and be the best. Um, I know his heart for ministry and bringing people to Jesus was very strong. And I think having the the background he did growing up, he was abused in multiple ways. He um, had, had a lot of challenges growing up. And I think, unfortunately, the, you'd say, I don't know if it's the skeletons in the closet or the brokenness of the past really unfortunately took, took a lot of, um, took away from, from what God was doing. And, you know, when we allow that to happen, it happens. Right. Um, and the biggest things that I saw from him was, um, or were a major struggle with pride and shame. And those are the two biggest things that I've also had to wrestle with. And I think come naturally, unfortunately for the achiever, the one who wants to do well. And often when we forget that it's by God's grace that we do what we do, it's by God's power that we have any of the gifts and ability that we do. And so as someone who in a way, you know, was affected by the I guess you could say lack of healing and transformation in those two areas of pride and grace. Um, I've thought a lot about those things in my own life and seen how those are some of the most prevalent and nastiest things that the, the body of Christ struggles with um, pride and, and shame. And it's really interesting as I have looked through my life God's God's light <laughs> has shown amidst all of it. I look and I see 
when I look back on my parents' marriage and I look back on things in light of everything that went down, I was like, okay, it wasn't the best marriage. Okay. I guess I didn't have this or I didn't have that, but God's just so gracious and faithful to shine his light, to reveal his heart, to bring us in and shining his light, even in, even amidst that time, I tell you what, like there was a 10 year, a 10 year divorce process between him and my mom, um, and learning all these different things. And God continued to be faithful and caring for my mom. My mom said the day she found out to my sister and I, we're not going to become bitter from this. We're going to become better. And she was, she, my mom is just, thank God for my mom. She's a woman after his heart. She loves his presence. She finds Jesus is her everything. And she truly leaned on him through the whole process and seeing God shine. And people to this day, when she talks about what happened and everything, they're like, I've never met a divorcee that could talk about their spouse that way with such forgiveness and freedom. And she truly like has allowed God to do that work in her heart and like, and literally is shining his light in that process. And, um, my name, Robin actually means shining lights. Um, I'm named after my dad, his name's Robert. And he thought he was going to, well, he ended up naming the boy that he had with the other lady, uh, Robert. Um, but I was Robin. (laughs) It's supposed to be the, um, named after him. And his name also has to do with shining light. And I wholeheartedly believe one that God did shine his light through him, that God absolutely used him powerfully. I know people who know Jesus because of him. And I also believe that, you know, with every generation, we have the opportunity to take what has happened in the past in our, in our, our family history and to allow God's redemption to take full hold and to bring transformation. Um, And I really believe, and it's, it's extremely humbling and it's kind of scary to think of, it's almost like I can feel the weight of the light that God wants to shine through me and it demands dependency on him. And I'm so grateful. I know I talked about my husband for the man he is, and we just had a vision. We did this vision retreat thing last weekend where it was just us two. We went through this workbook where it's just, you talk through all the things, important conversations, get God's clarity and everything. And one of the questions that you you talk through is how do you want your marriage to be seen? How do you want your family to be seen? How do people, how do people, how do you want people to feel and, and experience you, you know, as a, as a couple in a family. And one of the first things we said and felt called to, even when we were just dating was to be people of reconciliation and redemption and to really change the narrative from this point forward on, on what we create and shining God's light and being people that are examples of, of his kingdom and what, what God's capable of. Um, so (laughs) that's kind of the background. Um, I hate to, I guess, add to the weight of that. And unfortunately my dad did just pass in August and my biggest heart and desire was for him to be freed from his shame because I know for me, Jesus has been so faithful to my mom, my sister and I in us experiencing freedom and forgiveness and and whatnot from all that occurred. And he took so such good care of us. It's, it's hardly, there's not a whole lot to honestly to say of like how, how negatively impacted we were. Of course, there's the heart dynamics, but Jesus has, has cared for us. My, my challenge with, with my dad was, I just, I wanted him to know 
that God had full redemption and healing for him from his past, from every single choice he made from, you know, all, all of the consequences that came from it. And it cost him a lot, you know, there's, there's major consequences, thing like that. And, um, as he was dying, um, which unfortunately was a, a long process. Well, I guess that's to be almost a 40 day process of him in the hospital. Um, he, I could tell he was scared and he kept wanting to have scripture read to him and he called different pastors and friends. And, um, I was praying for him and I just felt really compelled to ask God, like, what do you, what do you want me to contend for? What am I breaking off of him? What am I contending for? And, um, actually I don't remember all of the specific things, but as I was praying those over him, it was, I got this visual and this vision of this thing that just had its, like, its tentacles, just like all up in him. That was just like pulled out. It was removed. It was gone. And I felt like this overwhelming joy and satisfaction as if like something just happened in the spiritual world on behalf of my dad. And he ended up passing that same day. And I really believe, and I am so grateful for God's just faithfulness and what he's laid on my heart and even dreams that he's given me of getting to see that my dad is truly freed and happy. Um, and he is experiencing that freedom and that peace. Um, and all of that to say the interesting piece is the process I have in supporting women in their health largely hinges on eradicating shame and depending on God's grace to live in freedom, to live out the calling and to shine your light um, without physical hindrances. And so the, I guess the heart that drives my, my passion, my, and my ministry of, of holistic health and whatnot, um, comes from just this experience I've had with my dad, my own journey, my own journey of health and, um, my own journey of shame and beating myself up and, um, striving for perfection and all those different things that I can just see is this echo, um, from how my dad was as, as well. And just, um, wanting to continue to, uh, eradicate myself of that and, and, um, be faithful to receiving God's grace. So it's kind of the, uh, long short of it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a very powerful story. It's a very personal story. It's a very, um, spiritual story and it's a transformation that only God can do in the lives of those you know, who come out of, like you expressed that those tentacles or those, you know, that gets, gets a hold of someone in their life. And it's all resulting from broken, our brokenness and what we have had to come through and experience. And so the fact that God used you for your dad and that you could receive grace from him, you know, to be able to minister to your dad. It's a very, very powerful thing because many can't go there, you know, especially when they've been wounded or hurt by the sins of their dads or their mothers or, you know, in that case. So what a beacon of hope and light you have been, Robin, and are 
you know, to many. The journey of, I guess, trying to recover from brokenness can result in so many different ways. I mean, it can come and, you know, express itself in how we eat or, you know, how we spend our money or our choices that we make. And it's a something inside of us, right? That is, has to be healed. And, you know, I would, you know, I would just love to hear more about kind of um, when you, go through and you talk about the spiritual battle um, and in helping women um, reclaim their energy and everything. What, what all is involved in that? I mean, do you bring in scriptures and, you know, like, you know, if you were ministering to me, you know, and I, you know, and I was coming to you and I was telling you, I'm just having this spiritual battle and I'm, you know, frustrated and, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm using food or I'm using, you know, um, other, I guess, unhealthy habits, you know, to get me to a place of fulfillment, you know, how, how, you know, but I'm, I'm losing the battle, you know, I'm just, you know, because I'm, and I'm, I'm not saying that's where I'm at personally. I'm just, saying, you know, as we're role playing here, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I would love to hear more and I'm sure my audience would too, you know, how someone's going through that struggle, how would you, how would you guide them and lead them through that? Yeah. I love, I love that question. And, you know, there's so many, so many who are in that place. And I think, you know, part of the challenge is we often, don't see how those health choices are directly related to our spiritual walk. You know, our health is as much a spiritual dynamic as it isn't. And one of the things that I love to do for people who are in that place is one, I ask, I ask them what lies, what are the lies that you've been believing about yourself, about what's possible for your health. Oftentimes, you know, from childhood, from parents, from mean kids on the playground, from peers, there's these different lies that create beliefs that cultivate behavior. And in the same way that we get to bring those that brokenness, those lies, those hurts, those things from the past to, to become a more patient person, to become a freed person, to be able to deal with pride and, and shame. Like I talked about, it's the same thing with health issues and someone coming and saying, well, yeah, honestly, I just, I don't think I'm worth spending time to meal prep or go to the gym. You know, I, you know, when I, when I'm fully honest with myself, everybody's more important than I am. Or, you know, I was always told that I'm worthless. I was always told that I'm, I'm always going to be overweight. I was told that I'm weak-willed or lazy. And so they take that on as part of their identity. Other things like, well, everybody in my family, everybody in my community is, is overweight and has chronic disease. And, you know, I've tried, I've tried so many different things. And honestly, I just, I feel like a failure. I feel like there's no hope. And to be able to hear those things and then, to shine the light of what's true. Um, and 
oftentimes, you know, it's not even me telling them what's true. It's, it's guiding them into an experience with God to reveal that truth to them. I'm just like, okay, those are the lies. And those are the things we get to get out. And I, I start them off. I'm like, I want you to list 15. And sometimes people do that and they have no problem. They're just like, I could have written like 50 and I'm like, okay, let's just start with 15 or other people, you know, they really struggle to identify them, but then something sparks, you know, an aha. And they're like, Oh, and they are able to unpack all of that. And once they're there, they're kind of like, Oh, like, can't believe these lies were there and, and whatnot. And then we, we also see the way that shame's been playing in. And so basically we get a real, it's kind of, um, it's like a cat scan <laughs> for your heart, your mind, as it relates to your health. And what we do from there is again, we invite God and say like, okay, well, what's actually true. If this is who is, if this is who God says you are. And again, we can pull all kinds of different scriptures to say like, this is literally what Jesus says about you. This is literally what's written about how Jesus sees you as a child of God and all these different things. If this, do you believe that this is true? Do you believe that? And I, I love saying, you know, I, I love serving. I want to see the bodies that comprise the body of Christ healthy and well. I'm like, you're one of those important, vital, essential components of the body of Christ. I don't know if you're, you know, part of the, the, the muscle system, the circulatory system. I don't know where you're at, but all I know is you're essential and you're vital. And God created you specifically for a unique purpose that nobody else can bring. And if, if, you know, if that is not apparent to you, then we get, we get to start with that. Um, I say that my, my sustainable health method is vision driven and grace fueled. We start with who are you and whose are you? What has he called you to? And from there we say, all right, how do we make this happen? It's not of your own strength. Certainly not based on continuing to believe those lives. We get to take hold of his truth and by his grace, you begin to see who you are and truly what you are called to. And that it is possible. You can be the person who experiences a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. You can be the person that chooses the water over the soda. You can be the person that gets up and goes to the gym because you have so much energy, because you've been stewarding your body, because you know who you are, because you know that your purpose matters and that you're going to make a difference in this world. And when you truly believe that that's going to be a game changer for, you know, how things play out. So, um, to answer your question, if you were in that place, (laughs) we would start with those lives and we would bring you into that experience of letting God speak truth over you. And, uh, through the, there's different components throughout the program where you get, you can taste my passion and we start pumping people up. (laughs) Um, but really, again, just letting God do his thing because God created our bodies. It's bringing people into alignment to live and treat their bodies the way he designed it to. And it's also by his grace. And so literally all I'm doing is facilitating an experience with God and providing the education for people to operate the way he designed. You were at one point at that place, right? In your life. Can you share a little more about that? Um, like kind of the process that when it started and where, how it morphed and where it it changed. With everything that happened with my dad and that time frame, it's about when I started to really start to put on weight and start to, um, I don't know if I necessarily start eating uh, more unhealthily because bless my family. They did not know. 
I was the, I always say I'm, I was the foremost on unhealthy eating. <laughs> like, um, I use Paul's words from as a little kid, I was extremely picky. I did not like vegetables. You could not feed me much more than mac and cheese and like cereal and stuff like that. Like just would not eat the things. And I, that's how I was. And then up until college, I wasn't as active in sports. I still played sports, but not to the time frame that I had. Um, and I did, I started to find comfort in, I used to love yogurt covered, anything yogurt covered raisins, yogurt covered pretzels. I would down a whole bag of those. Um, yeah. in one night easily, that's like whew, the way that spikes your glycemic index is crazy. Um, your blood sugars are screaming, but yeah, I would do that regularly. I loved, um, I, I was a foodie. I still consider myself a foodie. Um, but it was in the negative direction at that time. And honestly, I cared a lot about being healthy. I wanted to, to, I, I, I you know, like most women do, I, I had all the 17 magazines as a kid. I, all the, all the headlines that said that, you know, like do these exercises for a six pack or like do this to lose whatever weight or have this body or da 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 like ate all that up like crazy. So I always wanted to look a certain way. Um, and so during that time when I was eating all these sweets and, and binging on food, I was also trying to count calories and I was restricting myself during the day. I would have like maybe 500 calories from breakfast until dinner. But then I was like, okay, but then I have a thousand calories at night to have my bag of yogurt covered raisins. Um, so I was like trying, trying to be healthy, but I, I thought I knew what I was doing and I did not. And I, um, yeah, I gained 20 pounds. I ended up having extreme acne, full covered acne. Um, I was even in high school, high school and college. And I'm like, I'm too young for this. I would be falling asleep in class. I had a philosophy class, which was actually a really good class. Maybe it sounded like it could be boring. And that's why I was falling asleep, but the teacher was excellent. He was hilarious. He made it really engaging. It was a three hour class, but halfway through, I was always like, I could not keep my eyes open. And I just thought, man, like, I'm just really tired. Like, why am I feeling this way? <laughs> Turns out on the break, I would get a brand muffin sushi and a naked juice, which if anybody is familiar with the glycemic index spiking your blood sugar, that is literally sending my blood sugar about as high as it could go. And then sending it into a crash where I don't even know how I kept my eyes open in that class. Um, I was just doing it on the regular. I thought brand brands healthy for you. So naked juice, it's all fruit. That's good for you. Sushi. It's white rice. Isn't that good too? And fish, <laughs> which again, yeah, just spiked my blood sugar. So yeah, I, I was on, I was discouraged because I was gaining weight. I was feeling super self-conscious. I was trying really hard to lose weight. I was tracking all the things I was, I was trying to be active. I felt like I was doing everything right. And, and, and I don't think I was aware of how much the emotional state that I was in and what was going on in my life with everything going on with my parents and, and school and working multiple jobs was driving those cravings. Um, and how much I was, just pursuing for the feel good, what I call the warm fuzzies <laughs> in, in, uh, in those bags of yogurt covered anythings. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I was. And it was a very slow climb out. In fact, one of the things that, uh, drew my husband to me, we were set up was that he was informed. I was the kind of girl who put four marshmallows on a skewer and took the entire graham cracker and the entire chocolate and said, yes, it's for me, which is exactly what I did. Um, and he was like, all right, that sounds like my kind of girl, so, which, you know, worked out well. 
Um, so <laughs> we were also just talking about this in our vision retreat where he's like, I'm like, sorry, honey, you got, you got tricked. He's <laughs> like, we were going to be these foodies together. And then eventually like, you know, which again, we, we still enjoy our food. And that's part of my process is like, we don't cut out things or never enjoy what some of our favorite stuff, but it's all about intentionality and grace and being vision aligned. But yeah, so it actually wasn't until, I mean, it was kind of around when we started dating, we were both kind of in a place where we we're like, yeah, we should maybe look at our diet, but we worked out. So it was like, as long as you work out, you can eat whatever you want. And yet we were both kind of like gaining weight and not feeling so hot. <laughs> so, um, it was honestly part of me preparing for our wedding that got me to be at the weight I wanted and pursuing health. But it wasn't until I was in seminary, which I was also kind of t- during the same time where I realized my peers, my professors, other colleagues in my denomination were experiencing these degenerative diseases that were taking them out of the game. They were hindering them from bringing forth the kingdom. And my grandparents at the time, all of my grandparents experienced all the top degenerative diseases. Two grandpas passed away from Alzheimer's dementia. One grandma um, had uh, breast cancer. Two grandmas, which I'm still talking about the four grandmas. So some of them had overlapping things, but both my grandmas had diabetes. One had heart disease. Like they were all present with my grandparents. And they at the time, my grandpa passed, I think while I was still in seminary, um, both did. And then my uh, one grandma had multiple trips to the hospital. It was, it was a lot. And I'm just thinking if I like if I could have gone back in time and somehow prevented them from having these diseases, I would have loved to do that. And so I'm, I'm seeing all these incredible people who love Jesus, who make such a huge impact in the world, being hindered by physical ailments, being literally passing away from these, these chronic health issues that can be that are lifestyle induced by and large, it's 80% lifestyle. And so it's like, if I could have gone back in time and helped them, I would have loved to do that. And so I, basically, um, just had this aha moment. I've got really put it on my heart of like, this, this is, this is the thing. Like you get to be a part of, of supporting the bodies that comprise the body of Christ and being healthy and well, and, um, really, and really making it beyond, you know, the six pack, the, the, you know, losing a certain amount of weight, but really taking it into what does it look like to steward our bodies? What does it look like to pursue sustainable health that I, you know, when I I tell my clients, I, I just had a couple calls today where if they're about to join the program, I say, look, I don't want to be the, the program that you're like, yeah, I did the, the sustainable health program and I lost 30 pounds. I don't, that's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in I have a whole new perspective of my worth and value of how God created my body of how he, his grace transforms my habits. And I have created a lifestyle, a series of habits, routines, an approach, a whole new perspective of my health that I will maintain for the rest of my life. And as a result, I've lost X amount of weight or I've gotten off of X amount of medications. Um, but that's, that comes from, you know, that, that value, um, of, of who God is in that process. How can others reach you? Yes, absolutely. Well, um, I hope it's okay. I would actually really love to gift your audience with a free masterclass. Um, so I have a masterclass called the, how to prioritize your health amidst the chaos without any added stress masterclass. I think a lot of us can resonate with that. Um, of being able to prioritize health when things feel chaotic or stressful, not knowing where to begin, not knowing 
where to start. Uh, for anybody who wants to take advantage of that, um, you can just go to Made Well Health, M A D E well, W E L L health.com forward slash prioritize. And there you'll just pop in your name and email and I'll send it right over. And then if you are interested in checking out the program, that's madewellhealth.com forward slash program info. Um, I love new friends on Instagram and Facebook, Robin Ryan McDonald. I'm the only one, um, R H I N E and then McDonald, like the fast food chain, ironically. Um, and you can, uh, yeah, find me there. And, um, if nothing else, glean from some, some inspiration and, and free content. Yes. I love that too. Thank you so much for blessing my audience with that. And, um, friends, I know you're going to really glean a lot if you reach out to Robin, because she walks her talk and I, I can't, oh my gosh, can't wait to see what God's going to do and how he's going to use what you've shared today. And Friends, thanks again for taking the time to listen um, to um, Robin's God's story today. And Robin, I know your story is really going to make a difference. And friends, we'll also have her episode available up on our website. um, So you can look for it there. And any closing words, Robin? I just want to give thanks and gratitude to you, Michelle. Um, And I just, you know, all the different ways of, of how your ministry is impacting so many. And so anybody who's, you know, listening or been listening, if you haven't left a review for Michelle, um, I highly encourage you to do so. Uh, the more people that get to hear this and, um, not just my story, all the stories that you're doing, but, um, but yeah, getting to be encouraged, inspired by God working, I think is so valuable and really taking a look at your ministry is, is what I want to close out with. Um, so thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you again, Robin. You are a true blessing. And I can't wait to see this little baby that's coming and all the wonderful things that God's going to continue doing in your life as you shine His light. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 